Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly. Now, businesses are embracing digitization to support their operations and employee engagement, but this is happening at different speeds. For example, the smaller the organization, the less digitized it's likely to be. Well, this is according to an economist impact study commissioned by Prudential Singapore to assess how technology supports a business's internal operations and the role of employees and workplace technology in helping their employees uh, maintain a healthy lifestyle and build financial resilience. So 86 of respondents working in large firms with 201 or more employees say that their companies are mostly or thoroughly digitized. However, only 30% of SMEs could say the same. So why is there such a big gap when it comes to digitalization between big corporations and SMEs? And I guess the real question is, what can we do to close this gap? Well, to find out, we're joined on the line by Gillian Parker, Senior Manager, Policy and Insights at The Economist Insights. Gillian, good morning. Good morning, Rachel. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me today. Great to have you with us. So, Gillian, tell us more about the study. Let's talk about who exactly you spoke to, what kind of methodology you used before we get into what can be done to close this gap. Sure. Um, so this research is based on a survey mm-hmm. of 100 Singapore-based executives uh, conducted between June and July this year. Right. Um, and of the respondents, we had about 39% perform general management roles, 35% are in human resources, and the rest hold strategy positions. So as you said, half of those are from small to medium businesses, so employing between 10 to uh, 200 people, mm-hmm. and the other half are large with a workforce over 200. Um, so this is part of uh, our uh, broader partnership with Prudential and mm-hmm. Economist Impact. This is a, um, we've worked with them for several years um, to look at you know Singaporeans' readiness to live to 100. Um, we've previously focused on efforts to maintain a healthy lifestyle and build financial mm-hmm. resilience, and this time round we've looked at the role of technology in the workplace. Yeah, and technology in the workplace, but also on the personal front, right? We've got technology like health apps and fitness apps to help us maintain our lifestyle so that we can potentially live to 100 as well. Okay, but let's get into this particular area of focus. Anything that surprised you from the study? Yeah, I think, as you said in your introduction... That disparity... um, yeah, so mm. I mean, we've got 86% who describe um, the organizations as mostly or thoroughly digitized, 30, 30% in SMEs only say the same. So there's quite a big gap there. Um, I mean, we see this gap uh, between SMEs and larger firms in yeah. other areas. Um, but yeah, this is definitely something to work on. So why is there such a huge gap, though? Did your study give some insights into the why? Yes, I think we've um, looked at, uh, there are several reasons for this. Mm -hmm. So the first maybe being some resource constraints, um, but that still doesn't really fully explain why SMEs are at a slower pace of digitization. Um, I think they're also weakened by a failure to support any investment in new technologies. There's maybe a lack of training of employees and how to use them. Um, But I think a lack of budget is really the primary reason uh, that SME respondents um, cite that they're, they're, they're unable to, um, uh, to, to digitize. 
So, I mean, what more do you think can be done then to help SMEs here to digitize and on their digitalization journey and really just close that gap? Yeah, I think um, I think there's a really broad range of how we digitize, mm. um, and it doesn't have to be sort of really sophisticated types of technologies. Um, it could uh, just be about improving customer service, yeah. uh, looking at some of your supply chain operations, maybe looking at automating some things within your businesses. Um, it doesn't have to be this like really expensive technology. It actually can be very small. And that's it, um, isn't it? Yeah, there's a misconception when you're looking at digitizing that you do have to make such a significant investment. But what's some of the low-hanging fruit that an SME could do when it comes to improving their process, especially in such a tight manpower market, to just make things easier? Well, I mean, we're, we both come from a media background. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a journalist. Let's, let's think about what is something that would help us every day would be voice exactly. automation. So if you're using, uh, you know, you have to transcribe transcripts. You know, mm-hmm. automation has really helped the, uh, um, streamline that process in, in my job, for instance. Um, translation services, you know, particularly with using and still using a lot of online services like Zoom and, and everything else for meetings, looking at the role of the metaverse. Some of these um, initiatives and some of these platforms are free to use. It's just really sort of trying to maximize what's already there. And I think that just takes a little bit of research on the part of the SME. Okay, and maybe a bit of guidance as well, right, that's needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think, um, you know, the Singapore, Singapore government has made some moves to, mm-hmm. to try and support SMEs. It's really, um, I guess, SMEs and, and government initiatives and, and so on just have to sort of meet in the middle to, to make um, a headway. So we've spoken about digitization, how it can streamline processes, it can improve efficiency, help in a tight manpower market. But also, do firms from your study, do they really see the value that the connection between digitization and supporting, I guess, employee engagement and well-being also brings to the table? Yeah, some do, some, some don't. And maybe that, that link has to be brought out a little bit more. Um, you know, there's, um, for instance, something that you might learn in the workplace is, is about safeguard, safeguarding your digital security, so your digital hygiene. And I think that's something that I could even, you know, you can bring home into your own. You know, how do you protect your personal details, mm-hmm. whether it's personal banking and, and your, or your health details, for instance, you use lots of health apps and lots of data there. How do we protect that? But- I think some of those are things that you learn in the workplace can really be brought, be brought home. And that's an interesting point as well, because do you think one of the concerns from SMEs when they're looking at going digital and increasing the number of digital processes that they have within their business, they may be concerned about the risks of digitizing their business. Cybersecurity is a huge issue. I think that's probably a headache for most firms. Mm. And, and again, it's just really getting the training and the expertise in-house. Um, to ensure that you're sort of ready for that. There are lots of things that you can do to safeguard your data, to, safe, to safeguard your, your customer's data, for instance. Um, and it's really just getting ahead of those, that curve and, and really finding out what you can do to make your business more resilient to that. But that shouldn't be putting firms or businesses off from digitizing. Um, in fact, it really should be a compelling factor to really encourage that. That's right. So just to round up, Gillian, since you mentioned helping us all live to 100, where does technology really help or play a part in helping employees improve their professional, but at the same time, their personal lives? You mentioned, you know, bringing some of the processes home, but what process can we really bring home and how does this kind of bridge that work-life 
tech balance? Um, well, we also conducted a, a survey of 800 Singapore residents. And okay. I think they've had the same, that the support that they get from the workplace, it brings it, they can bring at home. And whether mm-hmm. that's the use of mobile health apps, whether that's financial um, wealth management, all of these aspects, you know, help um, drive a real mu- much more positive mm-hmm. uh, feeling about, um, you know, outlook on life. And we really noticed that this year that, and um, you know, in that citizen survey, you know, there's 54 percent um, said that they really expect to, to fund the longevity, you know, living to 100. And this is so much higher than the year before, where it was only 29 percent. And obviously, we're a year a year ago, or maybe in a different place in terms of the pandemic. But we're really seeing digital apps, um, you know, digitization, um, streamlining processes for people at home and just making information much more accessible. And that's really key, um, I think, uh, to some of these questions. Wonderful. Well, Gillian, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today. Thank you so much, Ruth. Have a good day. You too. We've been speaking with Gillian Parker, Senior Manager, Policy and Insights at Economist Insights. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.